David Charrier. Dan McQueen. Wego. Oh, bro, you sounded like a French rapper this time. Can you, like, what is this one? Okay, Wego. So, basically, do not try to reproduce this in your own country, but in France, you're, if you have a cool buddy, you can call him, hey, fat guy. <laughs> like, literally, the fact that he's big and, yeah. you know. Uh, so, Wego means it's a nice introduce uh, introduction. You nailed it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is um, like the the French that I want to learn. It's not like the yeah. the cat is nah, small. The where is my umbrella? Is yeah, yeah no, no. where is the library? Yeah, no, it's no. like, <laughs> tell me how to call somebody fat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Tell me how to insult my friends nicely. No. <laughs> I'm preparing but, um, you. This way you are prepared for your next tour and some French uh, concerts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> But uh, how are you, dude? I'm doing very good. My mom is at home, uh, so I try not to work too much. Yep. You know. Nice. Uh, but good moment. Excellent, yeah. You? Nice, man. Very good. Yeah, very good. Getting ready. I leave for... By the time this comes out, I think I'll have already been back, but I leave for Japan in a couple of days. So Look just getting... the uh, Japan. Yeah, I'm really excited, man, but I'm excited to be done. I, I you, There's been a lot of tour this summer, man. And you've I'm been already just, home for four weeks... And it's uh, from the, your summer tour? And yeah, yeah, three, on... three, three and a half, I think, ah. or something like this. Yeah, it was. Um, it's just a lot of moving around, man. I'm excited. Like, I'm really, really excited to go to Japan. Yeah, you and told me. I'm yeah. Just, but I'm just excited to be. I want to just sit on my couch for like a couple of days yeah. and not have to prepare. Bro, you're going to have your whole winter <laughs> so, at home. Oh, uh, dude, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm certainly not complaining. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just getting everything ready, getting uh, <clears throat> getting the set ready and all this kind of stuff. So. But yeah, how is your Japanese? I got arigato. Thank you. That's that's literally the only word in Japanese <laughs> that I know. Like <laughs> I got nothing. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. But um, anyway, today. Yep. Big guest today. Yeah, big guest. I'm so big happy, guest. so happy to have that person. Let's yeah, dude, Amy Naylor. Amy she's Naylor. been uh, she's been crushing for. Yeah. 10 years man yeah she's been around and she's only like 26 or 27 like yeah. she started when she was a kid <laughs> yeah exactly yeah she's been growing up with the with the handpan literally it's been a big yeah. part of her from teenager to adult uh life yeah yeah man but uh yeah we we got to spend some time with her at uh pan tribe yeah uh, i met in, her in, for the first time yeah, over there yeah in belgium she's amazing but, uh, life and life she's yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. But, uh, I'm happy for. But yeah, she's the best, man. And, and she couldn't be cooler. Like she's yeah. like we did a few of the festivals together. She was here in the states last year. Mm. Um, just a good hang, a nice person, and uh, yeah, a killer, killer musician too, man. She's really, really talented. So uh, very excited to have her on. Let's do this. Let's do it, man. Amy Naylor on the Hemp Pants Show. <laughs> Dave, here we are. Here we are. Finally, we got her. Finally, after <laughs> long last. But our <laughs> guest today <laughs> needs no introduction in the handpan world. She is, I, I was trying to think, she's probably the youngest handpan like OG that we have. She's been <laughs> playing for 10 years and she's like only, what, 25 or something. <laughs> anyway, put on your GPS. We have a little bit of navigating to do. She's been doing music for a very long time. She has two albums uh, before handpan, uh, Wasted Paint, 
and oh. uh, what was the other one? Sa- what was it? Sal- <laughs> Salvation? What was it? Selectivist. So, that Sle- one. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, so it's uh, the Wasted Paint, by the way, is a 41 track album, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's got four other singer songwriter releases before her first handpan uh, release in 2017 called Handpan Meditations. Then some more singer-songwriter albums, and then we get to the big one, The Big Kahuna. The Earth Teaches came out earlier this year, 2023. It's her new album. She's also a member of Porta Band with uh, Rosie Rosie. Berganzi. She's got just under 20K subscribers on YouTube with a new video every 30 minutes, it seems. (laughs) Uh, She's the girl from Grimsey, the heartthrob from Heathrow, the one and only Amy Naylor. What's up, Amy? <laughs> What's up, Amy? That was insane. <laughs> I am bummed. I missed the uh, your second album. So, what was it? What's the name of it again? Slacktivist. It's Sl- like activist, but you're slacking on it. Slacktivist. Ah. That's right. I knew it had some kind of like yeah. like yeah name. <laughs> but uh, how are you? Oh my goodness. I'm yeah amazing. Thank you for having me. Um, it's course, lovely sure. to see you both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to just like that. Can I can I first <laughs> talk about wasted pain? I would, we would love to hear about it. <laughs> a forty-one track album. It's funny. That's not really how it went down. When I was a teenager, I was releasing. Al- I was like recording in my on my dad's computer and releasing little paper sleeved albums mm-hmm. for a few years with like the handwritten um, track lists and all that exactly yeah. exactly and um <clears throat> i think i did three of those and then I, instead of uploading those individually to the internet when that became a thing and Bandcamp, you know existed i just okay. put everything on wasted paint and just okay. threw it out so it's oh. not even really i don't consider it even really much of an, an a real album but well Bandcamp would disagree because it says <laughs> 41 track album i saw that when i was scrolling through your thing i was like 41 tracks <laughs> that's crazy but you yeah. um you've been playing uh, putting music out anyway for you know more than 10 years what was yep. the what made you first start doing that you were in high school middle school yeah i was in i guess middle school for you is what it would be i was maybe oh. around 13 14 when i started um really writing songs that i thought were good enough to mm-hmm. for people to listen to mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but i picked up a guitar maybe around the age of 10 ish my family were musical um yeah my dad my parents both were in bands as i was growing up um and were in a band together while i was growing up which was really lovely nice and so we would in the summers they would take me to like the local festival circuits Uh and stuff like small maybe 150 200 people and just leave me by the fire with a djembe you know and (laughs) so i I kind of got into music that way i was just surrounded by it all of the time so it seemed natural nice yeah yeah. Yeah. So you started as a songwriter, singer songwriter, but you put your first happy drum video out like <laughs> nine years ago. Um, is that like how Gosh. long you've been playing those instruments? Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Nine years ago. Nine years. That's that crazy. happy, happy yeah. drum. I don't know when the last time you did it, but if you go to your YouTube page yeah. and sort by oldest. Like I, I was watching some of your older stuff, just getting ready for this. I was like, "Wow, Amy has been Amy was We've a done child." Some researches. With you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like your video, you were really young in some of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're from the MIT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I haven't looked back actually. I I I'm a little bit scared too. Um, but yeah. So you started with a happy drum. I started with a happy drum because I saw the handpan okay. online on YouTube. I really wanted one. <laughs> um, but I was a teenager. I, you know, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any way of, like, I looked it up. I Googled it. I saw the hung and the halo were a thing. <laughs> and I figured no chance is never going to happen <laughs> in my lifetime. Um, so I did more Googling and eventually I found tongue drums. Um, and I saved up and saved up for maybe a year or so. And then I got myself a happy drum. And I was like, this is it. I figured I've got it. This is as good as it's going to get. Uh -huh. I'm just going to get really good at this and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, then a few years later, it transpired that I, I'm, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story that I probably shouldn't tell. Um, I started university. Um, so I was 18 and I was studying in my hometown. So I didn't have to travel or live alone or anything like this. Um, and I, because I was from a low income, income household, I was given a grant for living, mm. living costs during university, but I was still living at home. So I came mm. into a oh. chunk of money mm. that was mm. roughly the same amount as what a handpan would cost me. Well, <laughs> and then it just so <laughs> happened that the first UK handpan maker came around well and I was like, all right, yeah. I got to do it. Yeah. And then yeah. I got a it's very smart. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you did, eh, did it, didn't you send a letter to Panart? Because nine years ago, it was exactly the moment where, I mean, okay, 2023 minus nine is, ah, no, it was, no, it I was think gone, it, been, it was gone. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, already done. It was already yeah. done, yeah. Yeah, no, I never did that. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I think um, even then at that time, I just assumed that I would never be able to afford one anyway. Well, yeah, so yeah. I just didn't, I didn't even bother. Yeah, you to were, you were uh, 18, so... Kind of yeah, I was really, a kid. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, you mentioned finding the instrument on YouTube. What were the uh what were the first couple of videos that really lured you in? Um it was Daniel Waples, of course. <laughs> the tunnel there you one. Go. Who actually has just lended me this instrument. Oh, <laughs> nice. I have a hang in my in my space now. Um yeah, it was him him in the tunnel. Um, playing his shakers. Yeah. And also there was a video of him playing on the streets of Lincoln, which is a city not far away from where I was living at the time. And so I saw it and I was like, oh, happen close to where I live. This is, what? This is amazing. Um, yeah, so his videos really drew me in. Um, and of course, Hang Massive as well at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I that, think that video was kind in the of park, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the park one was big. Yeah. Exactly. And Yuki as well, actually. Yuki Koshimoto had that yep. like yeah, old grainy exactly. video of her walking yeah. the, the space drum. Space drum. Yeah. 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 You've been Yuki. But, um, <laughs> that, I, I you remember those Yuki. jokes people <laughs> oh, were doing yeah, on yeah. the Henpen Meme group? <laughs> yeah. Like, you've been yeah. Yuki because we, we yeah. all had her video on our feed. So. Yeah. Yep. But um, don't worry, we won't stay on the, the past for the whole episode. <laughs> don't worry. But um, when was the moment when you started playing, whether it was Happy Drum or your first uh, illegally acquired handpan? Like, when did you when did you know, like, this is going to be a big part of my my life now? Um, It took a while, actually. I think I mean, as soon as I got the handpan, I 
I was just in it. I think I locked myself in my room for like a week and was just playing and playing and playing and playing nonstop. Um, but I, it was purely hobby e, and and I still really wanted to make music uh, with the guitar and write songs, and I didn't really get that out of playing the handpan. Playing mm -hmm. the handpan was just. It was almost like meditation. It was really fun. It was a challenge. I got mm -hmm. to kind of extend my rhythmic vocabulary and, and enjoy learning something new. But I wasn't getting the pleasure of expressing myself in terms of writing poetry and lyrics. Because and, of and the instrument limitations, right? Yeah, but also, I mean, no, actually, because I'm doing that now. I just didn't, hello. <laughs> I just didn't know <laughs> that I How could to do, do it. that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it was a possibility. Um, I thought it had limitations. Yeah. Um, and so I would, if I wanted to write and I wanted to process and all of this, I would always come back to the guitar. Mm. And at the same time that I got a handpan, I was also getting heavily involved in the taiko world, which is mm. the big Japanese drums. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I stumbled into that by accident. Um, and that ended up becoming my day job was playing and teaching taiko. So oh, the handpan got cool. set to one side. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that was fun. Kind of on that, you had, uh, I guess, your first like real kind of viral moment was the Billie Jean cover yeah. that you mm -hmm. did on handpans. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I discovered someone, you. Yeah. yeah, that was the first video I saw from you too. But I guess as somebody who you were already doing singer songwriter uh, music, you're love pop music was that video kind of when you when you put the two together and it got so much attention was it kind of validation you know handpan plus pop music equals amy nailer is that uh, you know is that like you know justifying the sound that you like and the kind of music that you like yeah almost i think it was definitely getting me in the right direction mm -hmm. it was and it was almost what i wanted but i think in my head what was happening was was pop music plus handpan plus loop pedals because it was a loop cover right mm -hmm. is gets picked up on youtube yeah <laughs> it wasn't quite what i wanted to be doing yeah. but it was a fun experiment and it was an accident that i that i did the billy jean song because i was trying to compose and then realized what i was playing was billy jean mm -hmm. um and so i just did that again a couple times with some other pop songs and they did well and i thought okay so that's going to bring the audience and then I can pick up my guitar and play my songs and people will be there to listen to it. Yeah. So I still I still didn't like connect the dots that this was almost what I hmm. wanted to be doing. Yeah. And I ended up, yeah, eventually trying to get away from being known as the girl who does cover songs on the handpan. Mm -hmm. Um and then I I dived more into really composing handpan pieces. Mm. And I've got a whole album that I've never released of, of handpan compositions that I'm really proud of, actually. Mm. Um, and I started putting videos of that out. And then I kind of started to actually look up what the notes on a handpan are. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, let's, let's sit down. Yeah. And, and and it's, yeah. quite, it's quite interesting. You, you mentioned the, how... Um, how some videos online can really put kind of a label on us because one video is more viral than another one. So people think that's who you are and what you're doing. And it's kind of weird because mm -hmm. the algorithm is kind of deciding to to put us in a certain um, position yeah. or in a certain style. or And it's kind of weird for us as mm -hmm. musicians. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. for sure, we, we saw you. Yeah. 
starting with some covers and then and then I saw you live I was like wow it's not only covers it's proper songs yeah. and stuff and singing and it's really mm -hmm. really good let's um let's get up to the present you recently released the um, the world the, the earth sorry the earth the cheese uh <laughs> which has some elements of pop music kind of some prayer music uh and all kind of stuff can you tell us a little bit a little bit more about the maybe the concept behind it and all that yeah for sure yeah so I released the earth teachers in January this year um, but it's definitely in a culmination of everything we just talked about mm. um, all of my years as a songwriter and then all of my years as a handpan player and then connecting those dots and actually <clears throat> translating the songs onto the handpan so some of the songs on that album I wrote when I was like 17 Mm. on the guitar and then figured out that I could play it on the handpan and, and rearranged and um, yeah and presented it in a new way some of them I wrote the day that I recorded it for the album so it's a real combination of things so the ones that are a bit more prayer like mantra like yeah. they're very much of the moment um, the ones that stuck basically mm -hmm. um, those repetitive and then handpan centric songs And then the ones that feel a lot more poppy are kind of of my teenage uh, singer-songwriter yeah. uh, time. Um, yeah, and I think I, I really found what it was that I was wanting to to mm. express and to, and to create in that it's very focused on... <clears throat> um, uh, well, the album opens with a song called May These Hands Serve the Lands, and it's almost like a a prayer but a, a promise to kind of give back to the planet and and mm. be conscious and live uh in right doing if you like and so that's what the album really is and uh it's called the earth teaches it's about yeah. listening to what is around us mm. and, and trying to live that and give back um yeah and so it's been it's been amazing to to put all of that those years yeah all together learning, in, in one process yeah, yeah and creating all into yeah. one thing And I'm so ready to move on to the next thing now. Like, yeah. you know, you guys know how it is. So do you now. think people are like, people thought this album is Amy Naylor, but you have something more to share and to tell for the next one? Or do you think this album really represents you and all these aspects of your musicianship? And... I, I think at the time, it really represented yeah. everything. That was only January, so like eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm like, no, this no, isn't guys, even it. I thought I had it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, backtracking to what we were just talking about, the Billie Jean cover, the pop, all that pop stuff, and then creating this more acoustic-y pop album. Now the next step is to combine those elements and still have this message and still... Mm. My goal is still to, in my songs, I want to empower and I want to make people think and I want to make people sing and I want to make people dance and I want to express myself um, but I I want to do this in a real like pop bubble a real accessible handpan pop bubble and I and I think I I'm I was almost there with earth teachers but it still isn't quite mm -hmm. where I'm going but I, I have like plans you. yeah <laughs> what was the uh, what was the recording process like for you um, you know take forever Was it pretty quick, painless? <laughs> All of that. <laughs> Some of it really quick. Some of it I recorded in a cabin in the woods while I was on holiday with this, my Zoom 
like recorder, oh, and nice. that was it, and I was done. And I, then I just spent ages editing it. And some, um, I I originally set up my old bedroom in my parents' house that I turned into a makeshift studio. There's like blankets everywhere, and you know mics and all the rest of it. Really yeah. tried to do it properly. Um, spent a week or so really like just tracking the the handpan and the vocals. And then this was January 22, and then spent a year thinking this isn't right, this isn't right. I'm gonna yeah. put this on it, try this, yeah. do this, and then I'm moved house twice since then, so I'm oh. resetting up studios. Oh. And yeah. it was I a long you, process. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. the end product is 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 really nice. You should be super mm -hmm. proud of it. It was a nice. It's mm. a it's a good listen. If you if mm. anyone hasn't listened to it, yeah, I, go and do I would it. Hi highly recommend. But. Um, the other thing that you are pretty active with is Porta Band with uh, Porta Banda. Yeah. Porta Banda, oh. sorry, um, with uh, Rosie Berganzi. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, it's a great project. It's uh, it's very fun. How did you guys decide to kind of team up and and make music together? Uh, <laughs> another fun story. Um, so yeah, so maybe a little over a year ago, more even a couple of years ago, um, Rosie was granted. Uh, some funding for research and development in handpan world. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she was granted funding from the Royal Philharmonic Society, um, which is a London-based organization. And part of that was taking the handpan into different classical contexts and working with different musicians um, to find new ways to, to use it. Um, and another part of that was working with another handpan player. And so we'd met online. We we both were YouTube, you know, tutorial yeah. maker people. Um, so she reached out to me. We didn't really know each other that well yet, but she reached out and said, would you like to do a thing? And it finally happened a year or so later, maybe longer. Um, and so the project was spending a week together in one place and composing, recording an EP. And mm. so we composed and we recorded and now, a year later, uh, just last month in August, we released the EP. And so that's kind of how it happened. And nice. we were set to, you know, record it, release it, and be done with it. Cool, we did this cool project with this other handpan person. Yeah. But we really hit it off, we really good, got along, turned mm. into this wonderful love story. <laughs> and now we continue to play music together, and we plan to play shows together and nice. write more. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, it's really that's excellent to listen and to watch the videos where where you share the handpan are really uh, playful, alive, uh, super nice. Uh, mm -hmm. I like yeah. it. Yeah, super nice. Yeah. Thank you. Super nice. Yeah, it feels really natural and easy to play together, and that's you know how that is when you find somebody a really good jamming partner. It's just like all right, yeah, we're gonna do There's more this of this chemistry, and things are going kind of fast, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Nah, so cool. Yeah, yeah, so what's the story? Sorry, but when I hear the egg and spoon <laughs> energy, <laughs> I need I need some details. Uh, we we want to know what's behind this. What's the story behind? We found the video actually of where this title came from. Um, it's a it's a restaurant. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, no, you're thinking, is it uh, chicken and the egg? Is that what you're thinking of? That's the restaurant here anyway. I mean, any more guesses? That's the, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. That's what... Uh, uh, the egg and spoon. But isn't that... That's like a... Isn't it a backyard it's game? A breakfast like where thing. you put the spoon in, in your mouth and put the oh, egg Oh, and on you it? have to walk with it. Yeah, egg. you have to walk with it without oh. breaking it. Yes, this. 
this. Well done. You guys that played that game together. Like, no. hey, have a night. <laughs> hey, Rosie. Every day in the studio. <laughs> hey, Rosie, let's have a break and, and play yeah. the egg and spoon. <laughs> Almost. No, you're getting closer. You're getting warmer. It was, it was let's have a break and go for a walk around the park because we haven't been outside all day. We've been yeah. composing and yeah. recording. But during this time, we'd both made ourselves a cup of tea. Very British. Yeah. And I'd yeah. filled mine very, very full. But we decided we had to catch the sun before it setted. So we're like, let's go for a walk with our cups of tea. So I was walking along the path trying, and it was still too hot, trying mm -hmm. not to spill my tea all over myself. And she said, it's giving egg and spoon energy. Oh. And so there we have. And so that There's was the, the working album. title. <laughs> and then we couldn't think of a good title. And so there it is. No, nice. nice. <laughs> Thanks for telling us. Yeah, well, that's a cool story. But yeah. um Anyway, something I've always admired about your playing and your, I don't know, your, I guess your whole live show as a whole is that even if you're playing uh, kind of fast and silly songs or really slow and serious songs, um, you know, the crowd is kind of with you the whole way. You kind of mm. always have people's attention. Mm. Um, how do you kind of, how do you do that? in every setting, whether it's, you know, super small living room style or, you know, we just saw it on the stage at Pan Tribe, which yeah, was how do you quite a larger stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I don't know if I've really thought about it before. Well, then never mind. I, don't think about it and just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I think, no, I, I think, I think, I think a big part of making music for me is, is making like, again, like I say, I, I grew up with a musical family around people making music together. And this feels really important for me. And I was also a very shy child. And so I wasn't very good at making conversation or anything like this. But I was good at just joining in and playing mm -hmm. music. And that was how I felt like I could be part of something. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm playing a show, to be on stage away from all of these people behind microphones on my own is quite scary and, and daunting. But if I can just kind of, I guess I've learned over the years performing and I've been in various, you know, pub bands and that kind of thing. So I have learned how to connect with an audience. Um, but for me, if I can just really let myself be myself and be authentic yeah. with how I am and tell the truth and, and um, yeah, ask people, ask for people's energy and, and ask them to join me mm -hmm. and to sing with me and to be really part of the journey with me, then I feel a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. and supported and held mm -hmm. on stage. And so mm -hmm. I think, yes, I want everybody to have a good time and, uh, you know, engage and, and have a great show, but also it's just a no brainer for me. Like I have to do that yeah. in order mm -hmm. to have a yeah. good show. I and need people feel, yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And yeah. then kind of like on that same thing, you know, silly and fast or slow and, you know, super meditative or whatever, when you play or you sing, you know, everyone knows that that's an Amy project. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're in it, you have a very distinct style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for you, how much of it is like intentional, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of stick to a lane or how much of it are you trying to, you know, go try new things? but also preserving your st your signature style? Like, how do you balance all of that? Yeah, I feel uh, up until this point, a lot of it has just been going with intuition and just kind of um, <laughs> playing what I want to play. And then 
you know, when you play the same song over and over and over again, you see what works, what doesn't work, what mm. catches people's attention. And like the song, the title song of the album, The Earth Teaches, actually I wrote for, um, I was I was doing a project with my mum at the time where we were going into a school and delivering meditation sessions. And part of that was singing with the children. And I wrote that song to sing with the children that was deliberately written for sing along. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, you know, and then during that process, I saw which parts worked and which parts didn't. And mm -hmm. now, you know, when I write those kind of repetitive mantra like things, I know what's going to work with people. I know what's going to work with mm. um, non-English speaking audiences, yeah. you know, something that's a bit more wordy, don't do it. Um, so those kinds of things I've picked up just from playing and playing. Um, and I, so I do make intentional decisions with how I choose the songs in my set list, depending on where I am, mm. where I'm playing. But when I'm actually writing the songs, a lot of the time I'm just doing, I'm just writing what I want to write, not thinking about the audience. Mm -hmm. And then I'll think about... And then about you think how, how to it adapt it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I think there's a yeah. percentage of things that are doing on purpose. Uh, maybe you create your list and you're like, oh, I should do this between those two songs. But at a moment, it's just who you are yeah. and you don't even write things down. You're like, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see I how it, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think it's more a skill of being able to really be yourself and to let it go and to just um, live, uh, being live and interact with people because we feel sometimes uh, you go to some concerts or stuff you feel when the guy is not genuinely being that and you yeah. you're like that was scripted like everything yeah. even that joke or yeah, that yeah. oh let me think uh, you know and yeah. uh, I think yeah. when I'm watching you I'm like yeah this is I don't want to give any percentage but it's like this is totally her and she adapts and mm -hmm. I'm sure the day after if she does the same concert she will end up with other stuff to say in between yeah. maybe if 20% yeah. is written, the set list, the mm -hmm. yeah. few elements. And, yeah. Or and even like, like the songs are the same, but the, you know, how What's you play them between, is going to yeah. be totally different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my songs have little moments that are completely improvised. You know, oh, basically what I'm playing on the handpan, I have a chord progression and then I just let my hands do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. And let me find a, let me yeah. find, oh, you, know, you have, oh, I just went on a dictionary. You have a very nice repartee. Repartee. Oh, repertoire. No, repartee. R-E-P-A-R-T-E-E. -E. To be quick oh, on the draw. It? To be quick on the draw. Ah, what is this dictionary? Like, you know, you have... Uh, I'm sure it's a compliment. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, the, 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 and it's it's like you we have proper English with you and American English with me and we still we're coming glib, up with nothing. Glib reparty. Glib reparty. Glib. Okay. Okay, I'm going to explain it. It means that you have a skill avant le sens de la repartie we say in French. It means that you are quick to bounce on everything's going on and being able to manage it you're not surprised mm. like oh i don't know what okay. to do yeah, yeah. you can bounce on yeah. what people are saying and if a phone ring in the audience you can right away play over the yeah, top yeah, of yeah. it or have fun with yeah. it this this yeah. is a skill to mm. have it's written glib repartee anyway i you... think we just learned a new word yeah let me teach I mean... you guys let me teach you <laughs> Come on. Yeah, this has been English with Dave. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah, Shakespeare. I'm a Shakespeare guy. 
Okay. No, I don't know this one, but if it, if that's one word that sums up all that, then I think we should uh, incorporate it for sure in our in our everyday vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I don't think you've been working. Uh, maybe can I do a bit of promotion for my English classes? Yeah. yeah. Please. Okay, guys, if you want to learn some new vocabulary, that's it. Neo- neologism. Uh, call me. Uh, you've been working hard on your teaching and you've become, you've become one of the, you know, go-to players for teaching. How important is teaching handpan to you? What do you like in it? Because some people are like, I don't like it. You have students, they cannot make it. It's boring. Why do you like it? I love, I just, I love, I find joy in other people's joy and, 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 Like teaching beginners workshops is one of my favorite things in the world because that like progression from I know nothing, there's no way yeah. I can do this to oh my god, yeah, I just played a whole song yeah, and yeah. I had no idea this was going to happen yeah. is just the most amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it just makes total sense to do that. And mm. like I said, I before I was really in handpan, I was teaching taiko for a, a living for a while, so I knew that that was something I developed the skills in and I knew how to do. Um, so it was just an obvious stepping stone. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. And I love making the videos. I love like the mm. creation of, yeah. of uh, setting up the cameras and putting lights in the back. And, yeah. and yeah, just, yeah. you know, I just yeah. really, I get a kick out of it. I really enjoy it. Nice. Um, I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I, by the way, yeah. your setup is cool and we can see your, Yeah, uh, having pleasure. Yeah, even this doing is a great too. setup now. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I think it's always <laughs> interesting to to ask fellow teachers about this. But when you're teaching, how do you balance? You know, uh, teaching things that are your style, the Amy style, while also avoiding you know the potential of uh, uh, duplicating yourself, printing yourself, and creating mini uh, Amy style clones who play just <laughs> like you. Like, how do you balance that? Because when we teach, we teach kind of our style but yeah. we don't want them to be like us and how do you yeah balance? it's it's a hard balance i think um but especially i think it's easier to balance that right in a workshop setting and mm-hmm. in person i think it's more difficult in in, in video front, like yeah. in the youtube yeah. videos yeah or Definitely. whatever yeah Um, because in person you can teach a thing and then say, all right, now let me show you a bunch of ways that we could make this our own, that we could do mm. something different with this. Yeah. And I would maybe give a couple of examples, but not too many. Mm-hmm. And then the students would go and then whatever I see that they're doing, yeah. that they bring back, I can encourage that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think. Uh, I guess if they're, if they're watching your videos too, like they at least want to learn the Amy style, you know, to a certain extent, like they did choose to watch your video. So of course you want to show, you know, your favorite things and the things that make you play the way that you do, but also showing the possibility to like do this on your own. I think I sat in on one of your workshops. I think it was at, uh, wild Naya, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really, it was really great. Like to see that, like where it was, it was definitely an Amy workshop, but it wasn't like, here's how to play track three off my album. Like, (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not into that. I think every pretty much everything I teach 
like again it's hard on video because you do you teach mm. a groove or you teach a progression or whatever but everything that i teach in that aspect i try to leave it op as open-ended as possible and yeah. and give frameworks rather than like scaffolding if you like that they can climb and use yeah. rather than this is the how you do yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Only this yeah. way. <laughs> Only this. Unless they ask specifically for yeah. that, then I'm happy yeah, to of course. do that. Yeah, you gotta um, be there. Yeah. But yeah. um but yeah, I mean we did see we saw each other a lot this summer. That was uh and actually this year too, Florida. We were together there yeah. in, in Europe. It was uh before the question, it was really great to like hang out with you for a longer period of time this year. It was really, really fun. But um Yes, I mean, with all of the stuff, the performing, the teaching, you know, you've mentioned so much about the, you know, crowd feedback, whether it's your playing, whether it's your teaching, um, how much of that goes into your planning, whether it's for your performance, whether you're teaching, like where you're, you know, actively doing these festivals and these concerts and really seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, or are you just mm -hmm. kind of in your studio like, I think this is good, mm -hmm. let's go. <laughs> I mean... At different phases is different, I guess. Like at the beginning of summer, no idea. I have no idea yeah. what's going to land. You're just going to have to trust it and yeah. and do what you can do. Um, and but then, yeah, over the course of the more shows you do, it's like, oh, last week I cracked a joke and people laughed, so maybe I'll mm -hmm. do the same joke this time. Yeah, <laughs> see if yeah. it works. Um, but I, I don't think I. It wasn't until actually I have at the very end of my tour on the train home, I opened my journal and I said, it's the end of my tour. Oh, my goodness. And I wrote loads of I processed and blah on the page and wrote mm. loads of stuff. And then I wrote a thing that said what worked in mm. my teaching. And I just bullet pointed nice. a bunch of stuff. And then I and then I said, OK, what do I want to do more of that mm. work from that? And I bullet point nice, what didn't yeah. work. Mm. OK, mm, lots yeah. of these things. Yeah. So next year, when I go back out again, I can look back at that and, nice. and go from yeah. there. Um, but until that point, I feel like I yeah. wing it a lot. I mean, I know it's not true. <laughs> I know that I have been doing this for years and that I've been studying and I've been teaching and I've been planning my sessions and stuff. But every time I'm about to teach or about to perform, I just feel like I'm underprepared or yeah. like mm. like I'm just making it up or I don't deserve yeah. to be, you know, these these thoughts happen and mm, I kind of just have yeah. to trust. Yeah. You have to trust it works last time. People liked it. It's yeah. okay. Just <laughs> yeah. do it. Just do yeah. it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we have a choice yeah. after we're done with the concert or teaching. Either you go overthinking and looking for some feedback or you just celebrate who you are, what you did, and it's still still nice to have some discussions with friends and stuff. But yeah, yeah you have two options at the end of a show. Either you're like, uh, that was not good. Mm -hmm. I did 52 mm -hmm. mistakes. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. You know, I, you, you, <laughs> uh, dude, you had one of my favorite moments with this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it was, I think it was 2019 at the French Festival. Yeah. Do you remember this story when I came off stage with you? No. So I came off stage and it was like there was like technical issues and all this stuff. And like the set was, you know, in, in, retro, in the moment you're like, that was terrible. That yeah. was the worst. But then in retrospect, you're like, that wasn't too bad. But anyway, yeah. I, uh, I came off stage and the first person I saw was Dave. And he goes, bro, before you say anything, I know you're going to say that was terrible, oh, but I it remember. wasn't. You were like, it was a good show. Let's go have a beer. Let's go chill. Like, yeah, exactly. I, like, I, I didn't, remember you that. You didn't now. even let me have time yeah. to be like, oh, what? Because I know, <laughs> I know you. 
yeah, yeah. we so have a choice and we have to <laughs> yeah just to go and drink a beer and uh, yeah that's so nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <it's the mail. laughs> uh which festivals did you play this year quite a lot and where do you hope to get on um uh, to get to next year I've, I played quite a lot this year. I was all mm. in Europe this year. Um, so I started... Oh, yeah, because you're not from Europe. No, well, yeah, no. <laughs> you're not? You're <laughs> non-European? I'm, I'm always forgetting the, the Brexit. Yeah. Well, no, like, no, no, I'm do you European. Like Europe? I'm just not part of the Union. <laughs> you're still European. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you need any European travel advice, I'd be happy to uh, to send you some of my links. <laughs> so, okay, well, I yeah. should say mainland Europe. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because go. I am yeah. of the island. Um, yeah, is that true? Well, no, because I started in Hona, which was, is also on an island mm -hmm. um, in Greece. That was beautiful. That was really lovely. Spent some time in Germany for the Pangonia Festival. Um, where else did I go? Where have we been together, Dan? We've been Wild at Pangonia. Naya. Wild Naya in Austria. Pentribe in Belgium. Yep. Um, I also in Florida, but that was last year. Florida yeah. was last year, yeah. yeah. Um, a Dutch Hampan Festival. A couple of little home shows. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it feels like I haven't done a really extensive amount of shows like gig 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 here gig here gig here but i i feel like i've been on the road a lot mm, and traveling yeah. a lot and i really enjoyed the extensive like week-long teaching programs like the wild nair academy um and pan tribe as well and um the Han pan dojo um summer school as well which is really lovely i really enjoyed that the mm. teaching and, and being with teachers as well for mm, a, a yeah. long mm. period of time yeah that's been really lovely mm. nice yeah, yeah, and the next year, more of this again, but I would like to branch, and I'm planning to branch out of uh, Europe again. So the year before this year, I spent a lot of time in the US, um, so I'm hopefully coming back in 2024, which will be lovely. Nice. Um, and then also flying the opposite direction and spending some time um, in Australia and Asia, potentially. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's all kind of beginning of plans at the minute, but... It's going to be a lot more travel again, I think. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> this next this next one, is uh, I feel like it's kind of walking on a bit of a minefield, but we'll uh -oh. try it anyway. Mm. Um, when we were in Florida, and something that comes up a lot with you um, is when people say, you are my favorite female handpan player. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, like you are the best. Female. Yeah, you are the best female player here, or whatever. And yeah, it's, 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 it's actually there. it's become a really it's become like a really uh, one of my favorite jokes between us is that like the over exaggerated like hyper specific like yeah. so David be like in this room it's like of all the guys from France with beards who are on this call right now, you're my favorite. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's like the Amy. Every time I see Amy, she's like, you know, of all the American guys that I'm talking to right now, you're the best yeah. one. And then <laughs> you are my favorite tattooed, yeah. tattooed player. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, with the, you know, the whole, yeah, oh, you too. see, see <laughs> now you gotta be more As specific. A ma male tattooed <laughs> red haired <See>? player. <laughs> so, <laughs> But um, with with all of that, um, 
you know, obviously it's it's really great to see more female players on these festivals and, you know, uh, you know, on the Spotify playlists and releasing more albums. But um, in talking with you, you kind of have a bit of a different take where some of the, you know, the classifications kind of bug you a bit. Um, so we'd just love to know where you stand on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they do and they, and they don't. The the phrase, you're my favorite female handpan player, that it really that does bug me because there's an implication there mm-hmm. that like and again and it's true because there have been less female handpan players on yeah. the circuit for a long time i think mm-hmm. that's changing now which is exciting um but it for me it just doesn't quite feel like a compliment it it's yeah. it could be but it's it's not quite there and i get the kind of comments on my youtube a lot as well saying you know really wonderful uh great female player or your playing is great and you're beautiful too or this kind of thing yeah. it's like it's almost a really nice compliment yeah <laughs> almost yeah <laughs> and and but i just want to be a good handpan player in my yeah. own right yeah. and I, maybe that's a bit of an ego thing or whatever i don't know and and i do acknowledge that i am a woman and my femininity does you know, have an effect on my playing and and everything about me has an effect on my playing. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same, I'm in the same box as all of you in that we're all handpan players. Yeah. It's like, Um, you don't want it to be like pretty good for a girl, like nothing like that. Nice female playing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, like this, I I created a, a women in handpan playlist on yeah. Spotify this this I subscribe year. Subscribe to like, it. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Gotcha. So, is it um, serving your goal to create a female playlist? Isn't it the same problem to label? It's it? the same problem. Yeah. It's the same problem. But what it's doing is, um, I when I think back to you know when I first started playing the handpan all of the videos that I saw, all of the music that mm. I listened to, it was all men, which again, totally fine. But what I didn't see was myself mm-hmm. represented in that. And so this is why it took me so long on my path to see, to, to realize I could sing and play and to realize I could write my own songs and play. Cause I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw, I saw a video of Mumi playing her pick me lullaby. I was like, Oh my goodness this is an amazing mm. female handpan player. That thought happened yeah. because I saw myself and it was inspiring. And so I think at the minute we kind of, while it's frustrating to hear those things in reflection, we still need to to put an emphasis on some of that so that eventually it's just balanced and it doesn't even, okay. it's not even a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. With the so playlist it's kind of a, a step to cancel those distinctions like yeah like yeah. okay male players women play players and you want to be like look we are a lot there's a lot of us so that we mm-hmm. can feel like it's we shouldn't then do the distinction right exactly yeah, exactly cool. and it's and i think it's the same in lots of areas of life you know when we're trying to find equality or whatever in whatever subject it is often the scales are like this you know and in order to find that balance this kind of thing happens and then you you figure it out and we need a spotlight on the people that don't get to be in the spotlight and eventually it balances out so that's what i try to do with the players yeah i see yeah 
And yeah. is there a part of you that is kind of, and I hope you will get that question correctly, is there a part of you that is kind of extra proud to have been one of the first female players at some festivals, putting out some amazing music, getting such nice feedback? Uh, I'm asking about this extra proud just because there are a few and you're yeah. one of them you know what i mean yeah and especially when yeah. you started there was you know yeah even i would say even now, like so. someone below 12 years old are you happy to be one of those below 15 years old guy who is already successful you know it's this same kind of yeah. questions yeah totally yeah I, i think you know in the in the beginning it doesn't even occur to you that that's what's happening mm-hmm And and it's not until you get comments like, you're a great female player. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a thing. I'm, yeah, one of one of the first. I mean, now it's it's amazing. There's so many. I'm surrounded by amazing women at the handpan gatherings, and it feels great. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe. I think so. Mm, There's yeah. a little bit of that. Because you could be yeah. proud because you're a good handpan player. And also, <laughs> yeah. and also... As yeah. <laughs> there are a few uh, female who play and put out some music and stuff, you yeah you you you're doing super good. Yeah, Bravo, but yeah. I will say it was one of I, it was I felt bad for laughing because I could tell it it really bugged you, but you wore it on your face when the I I remember watching it in person when the guy in Florida was like, I have to say you were my favorite female player, and it was like your face it went from like laughing to like, yeah. <laughs> like, like you had it was you were trying so hard to be polite but i could tell on the inside you were like <laughs> but yeah, um, i always you know everybody people don't mean anything by yeah. it they're not trying to yeah. to put anybody in a box they're not trying it's not that's not yeah. what's happening and i yeah. know that yeah. and so i'll take a compliment exactly um, yeah but, but the, yeah. Uh, the the hyper specific compliments have become <laughs> like one of the funniest things i think <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway on that um you know we, there is a, a very there's a growing number of female players you know the festivals the spotify playlist outside of yours too um who are some of the female players that you're really excited about coming up beside rosie obviously <laughs> <laughs> might be biased yeah. on that part um coming up i mean oh, it's so hard We're already established not even coming up yet These, yeah, these questions are so difficult because I'm gonna miss people out that I really love. I'm a big fan of Mumi. I, her her playing and her composing and her melodies and everything are just yes, ah, yeah, amazing, incredible. And she needs to record stuff. Yes, because um, I always forget how much I like her music, yeah. and then I see her show, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, she's got a studio. <laughs> she has a recording studio in her workshop too, so wow. right? there's no excuse. Get on it, girl. Um, Yeah, um, I really like what Maya is doing with the really nice jazzy poppy stuff mm-hmm. with the handpan. Lovely, like, chromatic uh, elements in what she's doing. Really amazing. Um, Heidi Albert, another great player and yeah. singer, has recently released an amazing yep. album. I just saw her um, at uh, Hug Festival play. Yeah. yeah. She rocks. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Very yeah. inspiring. Like, electronic beats, like, really nice. cool stuff. I haven't heard Um Oh my goodness! There's so many great players. Yeah, don't worry. You don't have to. We know. We know that you mean well. If you miss a few, it's all <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Those questions are keep, horrible. I could, for, I could go for so long. Yeah. Sam Archer of Archer and Trip. I love her playing. You don't get to see her play solo very much, but mm-hmm. she's really solid. Um, 
yeah, there's so many. I want to look at my playlist. Like, there's so many. The Handpan Show is brought to you by Master the Handpan, the world's largest online handpan educational platform. Whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced player, or want to learn from one of your favorite players, Master the Handpan has everything you need to improve your skills and have fun. Feeling lost while searching for your first handpan? Master the Handpan has you covered with our one-stop marketplace, connecting you with reputable makers to find your perfect instrument. Join our thriving community of over 15,000 handpan players and share your passion with like-minded handpan enthusiasts. Master the Handpan. Learn fast, have fun. All right, Amy, we were back. Um, we do this thing. I know you said you haven't watched any of the shows yet, and that's fine. We're not upset about it. <laughs> this means she's not prepared. She's not prepared at yeah, all, which is I like great. It. It's gonna be cool. um, but we do these like 10 rapid fire questions, not particularly related to handpan stuff. Would you like to play our little game? Okay. Perfect. She said um, yes. She said yes. Uh, first, first question What was the first album you've ever owned? Oh, God, I don't even know. I had an old tape, a Blondie cassette. Nice. A long time ago. Nice. But the, that, the first CD I bought myself, I think, was a British band called Busted. It was a boy band. I don't know them. <laughs> wow. Probably I, I, I know quite a few, but this one, yeah. They okay. were very popular in the UK. Very popular. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's all, all right. I will say. <laughs> what is your dream collaboration? I'm, I'm living it. You're living oh. it? Rosie? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Aww. <laughs> That's cute. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that until it happened, but... Yeah. That's super nice. Mm -hmm. wow. What a, I, that's probably our most adorable answer yeah. to that question. <laughs> uh, who is one artist that you love that people would be surprised to know? Um, <laughs> um probably uh, maybe not. I can't name specific artists, but maybe genre. I guess would be like the of the noise category, like power noise music and hush noise music i enjoy and a little bit of <laughs> avril lavigne i love avril lavigne yeah that's everyone knows that <laughs> <laughs> wait like noise like the like just static it's just like but then with like percussive elements to it and it's just like really like crunchy and, have you and seen this dude on i think it's instagram if not facebook uh i forget his, his name he's this japanese dude that performs with just a snare drum he Sounds just, great. Like, he I'm just in. like hits a snare drum and throws it across the room and all this stuff, and he's like a noise artist or whatever. That's what you yeah, like. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm weird. So hip. Super yeah. weird. Okay. I love like weird experimental electronic stuff. I'm really Super into. Super weird. All right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. What is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve. Hmm. Ah. Hmm. I don't know if I have them. Oh, I have that yeah, thing. Yeah, everyone has one. There's a word for it. I don't remember the word for it, but like sounds like people chewing near my ear. I it like gives me a physical reaction. <laughs> like I just I actually want to punch them in the face. <laughs> and I'm not an aggressive person. Ah, uh, I'm gonna remember that for next time I see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like it's uh, specifically like bread and that kind of thing, like back of the mouth mm. chewing. Mm. Yeah, you know what gets me is cereal. When people, when I hear people chewing cereal, because mm -hmm. it's like the wet 
from the milk, but also the crunch from it's it, it, it drives. It's not even like a my biggest pet peeve, but I do that with your shoulders. Yeah. You're like, oh, it like hurts. It like yeah. physically it, it hurts. hurts. Yeah, not as the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your most embarrassing moment on stage? Um. Uh, uh, quick fire, quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably, probably way back when I was a kid, probably trying to act being in, in theater shows and doing a terrible job of acting mm-hmm. has been quite embarrassing. <laughs> and knowing that recordings exist is, is, is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah. Next one. What is your favorite food? Uh, chocolate. Okay, so guys, whenever you meet, whenever you see Amy, bring some chocolate. Yep. But Please. just don't eat it. Uh, dark, <laughs> dark one or uh, milk. Everything, hey, all oh, of the above. Even with orange, it. in it. Even with orange and mint. Orange, mint, um, uh, other. <laughs> just anything chocolate. Nice. Just chocolate, you're Honestly, easy. Anything chocolate. <clears throat> nice. Except for <laughs> Nutella and like chocolate on bread or chocolate on savory things. I don't like ah, that. That's no. being right. specific. Noted. Noted. Well, it won't be in your. That's not in your rider. <clears throat> uh, who is your current favorite handpan artist? I mean, current. I well, I I don't know about current favorite, but my most recently listened to was Heidi Albert's album. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I love so many. What are your hobbies um, outside of music? And I like long walks in the park. Nice. <laughs> Is your dating profile? <laughs> <laughs> On Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I love being outside and walking. I love creating other things. Um, uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah. Are you a skateboarder? Oh, yeah, I did skate, but yeah. I gave up on that. Mm. Oh, I did skate for a you while. You broke something, yeah. or oh, yes, my little finger. Oh, and Need I those? did start to get scared after a while. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm lazy, and I pick up a sport with the intention of getting fit, and then I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, two more here. Uh, what is the one song that makes you happy every time you hear it? Oh gosh, so many. Um, the one singer I can think of is Aurora, a pop singer, Norwegian pop singer. Um, and just to pick a song out of thin air, probably Everything Matters. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Big fan. She makes me happy. Nice. We'll put some names in the, the descriptions then. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, this one is very serious. You have to be honest. Um, if you had uh, $1 million dollars, What would be the first thing you buy? Oof. Straight away, uh, like that. Studio equipment. Yeah. We, we've got uh, many it's, times that answer. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's answer so far has been either studio equipment or a house, or like paying. Not even, oh, yeah. a, oh, not sure, even a house, a house yeah. but like paying off their existing house. It's yeah. been the two answers. Yeah. The, every time, except Connor Shaffron had a van with a studio in it. Ooh. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Still similar to the two answers, but a little different. Mm. It's like those, it's the two answers combined. Yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, exactly. We need to analyze this, this need of yeah. a roof 
and this need of <coughs> making music. I this mean, is life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to live and we need to create. Yeah. That's it. Right. But uh, thank you for playing our little our yeah, little game thanks. here. We're going to get you out of here in a few minutes. Uh, before we do, uh, I mentioned it in the intro, but your YouTube channel is, as you would say in England, proper insane. Uh, you do you have uh, it feels like thousands of videos every day you're putting out something new, uh, and you've also just launched a uh, not just launched but pretty recently launched a Patreon. So you're mm -hmm. building kind of a community there. Can you talk us through you know what people get? from Patreon, what you're building there? Yeah, sure. So um, on YouTube, I'm trying to uh, upload a new tutorial every Monday and then other music things around that. But in order to be able to do that, I need to be able to fund my time. Um, so that's what I created the Patreon for um, so people can support me in making free educational content. And as part of that, um, people get free downloads of the music that I put on YouTube. They get, depending on the tier, um, an extra tutorial every Friday. Um, uh, I get access to my classes. I run online classes on Zoom, discounts on courses that I create, um, lots of different things, um, mm -hmm. extra perks. Um, but yeah, mostly just enormous gratitude for helping me make free stuff for That's everybody great. else. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we said that you've been working a lot on your page on YouTube. Congrats on that, honestly. It's a uh, it's it's a lot of work, uh, but what advice would you give um, you, to a player who just starting out? You want to make some videos, build something kind of similar to what you have built. Some advices. Start from a place of joy, mm. <laughs> and not from a place of business or or yeah. uh, wanting eyes on you, because that won't work. Mm. Um, and yeah, just don't be afraid to to put in like schedule in time for yourself and your own personal development and practice and all of that kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's something that I've forgotten since creating mm. the channel and doing this as a living. It's like, I forget that just playing and practicing is mm. also a good yeah. productive yeah. thing yeah. and worth my time. Oh, yeah. nice. So always come back to that. Mm. Yeah. So you do everything yeah. yourself. Uh, thanks for those advices, like shooting editings and stuff. Yes. Ooh, All of it. You work wow. a lot. You said you're lazy. <laughs> yeah. For sports, for sports, maybe. <laughs> lazy for sports. Yeah, I spend too much time in front of my computer editing and okay. planning and filming. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's amazing. But mm. as, you know, as somebody who you know, you're creating all the time. You're doing all your own videos as well as the content, all the stuff. Do you ever deal with uh, you know, like writer's block or, or times where you're feeling particularly uninspired? For sure. All of the time. And I, I have this, like, um, if I feel that way, if there's something that I'm uninspired to do, usually for the most part, there's something else that I can do that is also productive. If I really yeah. don't want to play, then I can get into my rational head and yeah. I can plan. If I really don't want to plan, I can get into my creative head and play. Mm. If I don't want to do either of those things, then I can deliberately make an intentional choice to fill my cup in other ways yeah. mm -hmm. so that I'm inspired again. Yeah. So I'll go out for a walk uh, or read a book or do something different, mm. but like with an intentional time scale and everything. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah. yeah, I've yeah, it's important to deal with creative block because <laughs> yeah. it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Um in a few yeah. words maybe covid how was it um did you feel uh, inactive or how was it? I no actually probably quite controversially 
COVID is what kickstarted a lot of my pan pan career. It's it yeah. forced me to start online, make YouTube videos, mm -hmm. and and that's what gave me my name. <laughs> Weirdly, um, yeah, you had a pretty good time. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, but it uh, felt good to get out of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the last thing for us, uh, as somebody who, you know, the title of this episode is going to be something along the lines of growing up with the handpin because you've mm -hmm. been playing for so long, but as somebody who's been around for such a large chunk of your life, um, what excites you about the future mm -hmm. of the instrument, the future of, you know, playing essentially? The, just the fact that there's so much future and like every day almost I hear somebody doing something different I you know in this playlist that I've got there are so many different ways that people are using their handpans seeing mm -hmm. it appear I just listened to like a random playlist on Spotify like pop music playlist first song that came up some pop artist I've never heard of who's really famous don't know handpan Whoa. it's like it's happening it's, it's starting happening. Yeah. to yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm so excited about that I, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are really not excited about that ah. but Nah, they should be though. They, they should, should be. be. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's going to yeah. be amazing. It's yeah. being it's in jazz spreading context. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's <sighs> great. Yeah. Well, the floor is yours. Mm -hmm. Plug away. Where can people find you? What do they need to know? Um, find me on YouTube, uh, where I give free tutorials every week. Find me on my website where I have a bunch of stuff and I have a singing course on there. I also have a course on handpandojo.com. I have a Patreon. I have my album, The Earth Teaches, and lots of other albums if you dig deep enough um, from, <laughs> from the past. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm around. I exist everywhere online and hopefully in person at festivals and gatherings mm. and stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's been thank amazing. You. Thank you very oh, much. It's been great. Amy Naylor. Amy Naylor, thank you. you.